The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. eat better, get healthy, and help animals. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. All shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Those words come from the mystic Julian of Norwich, the first writer in the English language known to have been a woman. She was also a vegetarian, and she wrote this during the five terrifying years of the bubonic plague. Thanks to my friend, author Barbara Bartocci, for sharing this quotation with me so that I could share it with you. Hi, everybody. I'm Victoria Moran, and although much of the world and most of New York City is shut down to respond to the coronavirus epidemic, we are live today on Unity Online Radio. And whether you're listening live or catching the podcast a day or two later or a year or two later, we're so happy that you found us. If you ever feel like giving us five stars and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, those really do help and we will would be grateful. And uh, speaking of uh, doing something nice for somebody, I have done something for you. And I have to say it was also a gift to myself, because when you're a writer, you need to write. And a lot of you know, you've heard if you've listened to the show that not only uh, am I in because of the um, social distancing that we're all being told to do at this moment, but also because my husband was in an accident a month ago. So I'm caregiving and everything is different in my life right now. But because my husband is recuperating and very much needs to be uh, watching out for his immune system and staying strong and, and not catching anything awful, I started doing a great deal of research and thought, well, why should I keep all this information to myself? I've got all this good stuff. So I created an ebook for everybody that wants it. It is called Your Little Immuno Guide Plus Soul Soothing Tips, because that's sort of what I'm about. If you're new to Main Street Vegan and you don't know me, 
I'm about spirituality and ethics and animals and health and natural living and all these things that get all combined into a wonderful, magical way to spend a life on Earth. So, of course, I can't do an immuno guide that doesn't also include something about the soul. So if you would like to have a copy of this for your very own as uh, my gift to you, you can just go to tinyurl.com slash little immuno guide, little I-M-N-U-N-O guide. And we'll put that on the show notes and it's on my social media. And you can just write to me, Victoria at MainStreetVegan.net. If you didn't get that, tinyurl.com slash little immuno guide. Okay, enough from me because guess what? I have a guest. And not only just a guest, but a really good looking guest. You know, I am going to turn seven zero this Saturday. But I have to tell you, when a gentleman is really handsome, I still notice. So just make a note of that as you move forward in life. I don't think you age out of those kinds of things. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you my guest who, in all seriousness, is not only a very good looking man, very good example of of being vegan and of being a healthy, happy human, but he also has a lot going on on the inside, and I am so, so happy that he's going to be sharing some of what he has learned in life with all of us today. He is the vegan model, Philip Anthony Mangan, and his book, his, was his um, not, not book, I'm sorry, his, his project, his, um, his business is My Fittest Hour. He is a health and wellness coach, and also, in addition to being a model, he's an activist and a sustainable living blogger and an NASM certified personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist. And he created My Fittest Hour, a 360-degree health and, and wellness coaching business, out of necessity because he used to be a big time partier and found that that was just not working for him. So he came up with a simple four-step method that could not only help others lead healthier lives, but be a key factor in the betterment of our planet by making people more mindful and connected to their emotions and actions. Welcome, Philip. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm so glad that you reached out, as I was telling you in some of our voluminous email correspondence, because I know we've had to go back and forth quite a few times. I very seldom take somebody over the transom, both because I just know so many people in the vegan world and am so familiar with so many of my guests that I'm, I'm a little bit shy sometimes to meet somebody new that I don't know yet. But your original email to me, even before I looked you up and saw everything you've done and that you really are the real deal, was plenty because you told me what you were going to do for my listeners. So thank you so, so much for uh, being who you are and knowing what you know. So let's just start with your story. So you were out there living the high life. Didn't work so well? Um, I mean, 
it was a good experience. I'm not going to lie. Like in life, I feel like um, you have to have certain experiences to, to mold you who you are, you know, like today. So I don't regret any of it. I just think like it was unfulfilling on many levels. Um, I was running a party bus business um, actually in Florida where I am currently right now. Um, and you know, I did that for a couple years, and over time, I just started to see the, the toxic uh, environment that I, that I was surrounded in, and I just felt suffocated by it in many different ways. And, um, you know, whenever you're kind of stuck in something like that, it's, it's always hard to get out of it, you know? And um, I, I know most people struggle with stuff like that because it's, it's just hard to change, if you, even if you have a desire to change. And... Um, you know, it took it took some time and some uh, soul searching in different ways, but um, very very happy to have you know had that experience because it actually taught me so much about running a business. I got to do a lot of amazing things. I got to travel the country several different times. So I got to see our beautiful country, lots of national parks and stuff. So um, I think if I didn't have that experience. I wouldn't have thrived in other areas of my life because it gave me that life experience, gave me that business experience. So when I actually did jump, jump into the modeling world, I used those skills to actually hustle my way into it. I love that. So how does one do that? I'll bet there are some people listening who think, you know, I've got the stuff to be a model. What do I do first? What did you do? Um, so... I believe that, you know, if you open yourself up and are, you know, going to let the world of opportunities come into your life, that anything is possible. You are just creating more luck for yourself. So I uh, when I moved to New York um, in 2016, I honestly did not have any clue what I was going to do, but I was open minded. I was ready for whatever was next. I knew my value. You know, I knew I had a lot of experience. And, you know, I have two degrees in business, too. So I wasn't too worried about finding a job. But my goal was to find, you know, the right thing. So I didn't want to settle. So my best suggestion is, um, you know, if you can not settle, then you kind of allow yourself to kind of see what um, fulfills you more. And um, when I kind of moved to New York, I met a photographer. And I did a shoot. I used to have a Great Dane. Um, and I always wanted pictures with him. So I did a shoot with him, but I got some other ones, you know, just by myself and I created an Instagram account and I, you know, I got a lot of good feedback from it. And I just was like, Hmm, you know, this, this might be something good. I should run with it. And, you know, I just kind of built up my portfolio. I can, I mean, that's the great thing about social media these days. You can connect with lots of people. Um, who are also like photographers. So I was connecting with photographers and they're looking to build up the, their portfolios also. And then it was kind of like a collab effort. So I kind of pretty much just started shooting all the time. I had no clue what I was doing, you know, and um, just kind of learned. And I mean, I'm a, I believe I have a strong work ethic. So if I see something um, that I should run with, I, I do it. I dive fully into it. And I did that exactly, um, built up my portfolio over a couple month period, um, and then just kind of honestly started knocking on doors, and I wasn't going to accept no as an answer. So you kind of have to uh, take that approach, honestly, because 
just think about how many people are trying to get in this industry um, and not everyone gets discovered, you know, I, like when people ask like, oh, how, how did they find you? And I was like, I led them to me, you know, I, I made them notice me. They didn't, they didn't like spot me out of a crowd and say, hey, we want to, we want to make you a model. I had to show them that I could play the model, you know, and I think you kind of have to take it under your own, like, you know, just, hey, I got to do this myself if I'm going to make it work. No one's going to want it more than you. So you kind of have to take that that approach to, to anything in life. But that honestly helped me uh, get into the modeling industry. And then when I got in, the way I was able to kind of thrive was I took the, the approach of I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm not going to be picky with the jobs. I'm going to say yes because even if they don't pay a lot, I'm going to meet people and that could lead to more jobs and more jobs, you know? So I didn't limit myself with the opportunities. And I think that has been a, a big factor in helping me grow in that industry. That is great advice. And that's applicable, I think, across the board to, to everybody who has a dream to be doing anything that they're not doing now. So where did the vegan part come in? Uh, so the vegan part actually came in, uh, Probably uh, right after about a, two or three months after actually I got signed in the modeling industry. So um, I got I signed with my first two agencies um, in April of 2017, and then I went vegan June uh, June of 2017. At basically, the first day of summer because I, I have a good memory of that. But um, I watched uh, what the health. I actually watched forks over knives, you know, first. And I, you know, I think, you know, the best way I, get, I guess I could put it, how the vegan thing came to be is when you open yourself up to, you know, changing your life in certain ways, you realize that change isn't that scary. So you're kind of open to changing other areas of your life. So for me, you know, moving to New York, you know, I didn't know anyone there. That was a big leap in my life. Me going into an industry I had known nothing about. And then like when the, the documentaries came along where I watched Works Over Knives, you know, that kind of spoke to me a little bit. But the one that really kind of set me off was uh, What the Health. And I just was such a big advocate for like nutrition in my life. You know, I always took care of my body. I also like was trying to learn as much as I could about, you know, just health and wellness at the time, you know, for many years prior, actually. And then so when I watched What the Health, it was like, wait, I feel like I've been lied to my whole life on like, this being healthy, you know, animal products being healthy. And basically, then the following day, I threw out everything in my fridge that wasn't vegan and went, uh, went dove right in. That's amazing. And I love that because I come from the old school when it used to take us a long time and we'd be vegetarian for years and <laughs> that, you know, eventually maybe uh, make it to vegan. And nowadays it is zero to vegan, no time lost. That yeah. is very, very cool. So I mean, congratulations. Thank you. No, I mean, it's funny because it's like when people ask me, like, actually, I don't even really suggest going vegan the way I did. And, and sure, you can dive right in, but I dove right in almost to like, since I'm such a big nutrition guy, I basically dove into like whole food plant-based vegan, yeah. you know? So, and that is, that is tough because when you do that, you're taking in all this fiber that you're, you know, you're <laughs> not used to getting. So I, 
that those first like six months were very very like like on and off days of uncomfortableness because you know like your body has to, to adjust over time and I wasn't like kind of I remember like one time I ate like a whole bag of like Brussels sprouts and like oh I can't do this you know this is not <laughs> this, this this is a bad idea so like you know I, I had to learn and but since I was so open to learning I really spent a lot of time researching and the more I researched it kind of just was like mind blowing. And then, you know, I always say at first it was nutrition and then it just opened the door to everything else. And from there it was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm focused now, you know, I'm vegan, I'm eating plant-based, you know, yeah, I'm good. But guess what? I'm not realizing that the things that I'm putting on my body, like, you know, the, the toiletry items, you know, they have the chemicals, they have the, you know, the animals, you know, products in it and stuff like that. So it really kind of just like led, I mean, I'm sure you know, it's just like a rabbit hole of information when you kind of open yourself to like that, that living, it just keeps going and going. And, you know, it, it obviously has brought me to this point where I kind of want to help others and teach them what I know now, but it's just, it's crazy. Like when you look back and see how everything unfolds, once you kind of open up a one door. It's really true. And I think whenever it's the vegan door, it's exponentially true because there's so much back there and people open maybe the plant-based door and they think, well, this is just about health. And then they learn that it's about so much else. So they open the animal rights door and, and there's just so much back there that nobody was expecting. It's just such a gift. Whenever somebody doesn't want to do it, I always think, you mean you don't want to have a great life? <laughs> it just... <laughs> It, it seems odd coming from oh, here. But. I totally get it. And it's funny because like when people, you know, I know there's a lot of, um, you know, people out there like athletes and bodybuilders and stuff like that that are vegan. And, you know, they, they approach like, you know, they, they feel like stronger than ever before and they feel like the best they've ever felt. And I mean, I think those are great role models to have. But honestly, I just wanted to be real with people about like my experience because when I think about um, how vegan changed my life and going plant-based, I, I feel the best I ever felt, but in a mindful way. Yes. So like, it wasn't more of like, Hey, you know, like I didn't, I wasn't like feeling that bad, you know, before I went vegan, as far as like my, I was taking care of my body still, but like, when I went vegan, it really became more of the mindful aspect of it to where, wow, now I know I feel great because I'm so enlightened. And I, I really want to like kind of share that experience with people because I don't think more people are talking about that. They, you know, they're trying to push like you're stronger, faster, better. And I think you, if you're overlooking the mindful aspect of it, you're missing such a big part of it, you know. And I'm so glad that you're talking about that. And I don't know how much you know about our hosting network, Unity Online Radio, but Unity was founded by a couple of very devoted vegetarians in the 1890s in the Midwest. Oh, and wow. so when I think about people like that, and they were really talking about just what you're talking about. Yes, we need not to be cruel to animals. Yes, we need to be eating good food for our bodies. And in addition, there is this mental component. So what have you discovered there? What do you see in this? You talked about enlightenment. What enlightenment do you have now that you didn't have five years ago? Oh, wow. I mean, 
I'm like a different person. It's funny. Like if you were to, to see me before, you know, I, I'm a very, very selfless now. I was a very selfish before. So I guess, first of all, that's, that's one of the, the most things, you know, I, I always kind of look at like how, how I would want to be treated in any situation. So even whether it's animals, et cetera, you know, like basically I know I don't need to eat animals to survive. I know I don't need this $5 and I can even extend to like a $5, you know, or $20 pair of like leather shoes to survive. Like, I don't believe things should have to suffer for me to live my life because I know I can live, you know, an, another way and, and I can thrive in that way. So by kind of realizing those things like, oh, like why, why should something suffer? Either a either an animal or a person, you know, say that was creating my clothes or something in a in a factory. Why should another human being or an animal suffer, you know, just for me, for my, you know, hey, because I want this. I don't I don't need that to survive. So I think it's kind of really kind of made me really more enlightened in that manner to seeing that hey the the things that I care about most now are actually like, hey, are are much bigger than me. They're basically, you know, uh, as far as the planet, I always say I'm vegan for the planet now because without the planet, we don't exist. The animals don't exist. You know, you know, the environment doesn't exist. So it just, it kind of makes you see the bigger picture of things rather than being stuck in your bubble, your bubble and kind of letting, uh, I guess, society kind of keep brainwashing you because, I mean, that's, that's something that is, is nonstop. We're getting blasted with all this information on a daily basis, and it's easy to kind of get stuck in that bubble of not being able to think for yourself, you know? Yeah. So, like, when you, you start, when, you, when you start realizing you can think for yourself, you can find the things that satisfy you, it's a very, very empowering feeling. You know, and uh, just just for example, like I always say, like whenever whenever I go to like a restaurant and I don't want people to go out of their way because they're not, you know, vegan and they want to go to like, say my family does. I think when you kind of have a voice and you can kind of like say, hey, I know I'm not going to be influenced by the environment. I'm not going to be influenced by the smell of this or just the, 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 the taste or whatever it might give me for that satisfaction for one minute then that is an empowering feeling because you are in control. So that's kind of the best way I can put it is like when you can kind of just say, hey, I'm not going to let that outside environment influence me and I'm going to think for myself, then that that is like the most like enlightened thing that you could be doing. I agree with you there. Now, you have a wonderful phrase here that's got a lot behind it, and that is my fittest hour. So your website is, in fact, my fittest hour. And mm -hmm. your Facebook page, my fittest hour. You're on Instagram at the, un under the underscore vegan model and also at my fittest hour. So right. the fittest <laughs> hour is a very special 60 minutes in everybody's day. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so whenever I uh, kind of got more enlightened, I would say, and I just started, you know, building different habits to my life. Um, 
I always realized it all, it all came back to just having a foundation um, in my day. And that was like taking an hour, you know, to better myself because, and, and that actually, actually really stemmed from just being really uh, going to the gym often and uh, realizing that I don't go to the gym anymore. It was it actually over time. It was like I don't go to the gym anymore just to get the physical aspect of it. It was more of my therapy, and I realized by you know taking that time each and every day, whether it was the gym or just you know some stretching or just reading or you know any journaling, etc. I realized that I was a better person in in all areas of my life. <clears throat> so the whole concept behind it is you know dedicating one hour of the day to bettering yourself so you thrive in other areas of your life because you know if you're not taking an hour of the day you know for actually yourself and that is only that's less than what is that five less than five percent of your day like i then how do you expect like is that really living if you're not taking an hour for yourself and I think most people kind of get caught up in realizing they think the hour for themselves is more of like a, an escape to where they're kind of zoning out. But I, I'm talking about zoning in for an hour and kind of like, you know, honing what you're feeling and kind of identifying those things and doing the things that you love as well, like during that hour. And um, it all just really stemmed from me actually being home uh, last last uh, winter time. I stayed at home and I kind of did some really big uh, soul searching. And I'm talking about home as in with my family down in Florida, came uh, to escape the cold. And I just started, uh, I realized that I was running on this like fight or flight mode. Uh, I got really caught up into the, the modeling industry of traveling everywhere. And um, over time, I didn't realize that it was causing my body a lot of stress. I wasn't sleeping good. And, you know, at the end of the day, I realized like I was all out of whack. I just felt like I was operating on this different energy level, which wasn't a good one. And so I just started stacking, stacking like a foundation of daily habits. And it really uh, stemmed from like my morning routine and my night routine. So it was just kind of like, hey, I'm going to not touch my phone the first hour of the day. I'm going to journal in the morning for 10 minutes. I'm going to uh, do some stretching in the morning for another 15 minutes. And then at the, you know, the end of the day, I'm going to uh, not touch my phone the last hour of the day. And I'm going to either read or listen to a podcast or something like that, something that's going to uh, better me in some sort of way. And I actually just started adding little things onto it. Like I do a grat gratitude journal at night now. And I have a planner that I use to plan my day out the next day at, you know, at night now. So it really kind of made me realize like, can I, can these different things that I'm doing help other people? And I think whenever I dive into something, I always try to make it, I guess I always try to think, can this be replicated by someone that's way busier than me? Well, we're going to find that out in our second half. So everybody stay with us through these messages and we'll be back with more with the vegan model, Philip Anthony Mangan. Stay with us.
thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome back. And I did say that I would give that URL again for your little immuno guide plus soul soothing tips. That is a free ebook written by me with the design assistance of my wonderful assistant, Jamie Gill, and also editing from Beth Ertz, who is a graduate of Main Street Vegan Academy. If you don't know about Main Street Vegan Academy, check it out, MainStreetVegan.net. It is a week-long in-person program in New York City. And yes, we had to cancel a couple of them for the first half of 2020, but we've got an early August class. We have an October class, and that's where you can train to be a vegan lifestyle coach and educator. Uh, Beth Ertz did that, and uh, about 500 other people from 29 countries. Anyway, here is that URL. It is www.tinyurl.com slash guide so that is for you to enjoy and it's also very appropriate i think right now to do a shout out to our wonderful sponsor compliment now there's a compliment spray that provides the basic nutrients that vegans are most concerned with and that's vitamin b12 vitamin D3, and the fully formed omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA. But their newer product, Complement Plus, is what I think is really relevant right now when people are thinking about boosting their immune systems. Because in addition to those three very important nutrients, Complement Plus has other things as well. And a couple of those are selenium and Uh, zinc. So zinc we know is an immune booster. Selenium, uh, if you listened to the show last week with Milton Mills, MD, may actually have a specific immune function to play in uh, warding off or doing better with if someone were, heaven forbid, to come down with coronavirus. So do check out lovecompliment.com. These are beautiful products designed by vegans for vegans. The um, No Meat Athlete, Matt Frazier, uh, is part of that. Um, the wonderful PhD dietitian um, up in Canada. And then, of course, Dr. Um, Joel Kahn in Detroit, whom we love. And the website is lovecompliment.com. And if you feel like buying yourself a bottle of Compliment Plus, just put Main Street Vegan plus sign, Main Street Vegan, all caps, plus sign, save yourself some money. Now back to my wonderful guest, Philip Anthony Mangan. You can find him on Instagram at the underscore vegan model and at my fittest hour. So Philip, you've come up with a four-step method for having a fittest hour and having a terrific life. What's step one? Okay, so uh, step one is actually what uh, the world is making us do right now, and that is uh, slow down. So, um, you know, I think we are, we've been moving at this this 
unbelievably fast paced. We live in this fast paced world. We get information blasted at us all the time. We want to go, go, go. We, you know, we have short attention spans. So we, we're on to the next thing. So we're just, our minds are constantly racing. So the first step is slow down so you can kind of regain control of the pace you're moving at. And the second step in the process basically is quiet the noise. So I know many of us out there are probably having the TV on all day, you know, and, and looking at social media and getting all these updates, especially now about the coronavirus. And honestly, I, I can't, I, I personally can't even handle <laughs> more about it. And I think it, when I see myself getting caught up into it too much, you know, I realize that this is not good for me. And because I, I it's not, it's not putting, putting like positive thoughts into my head in any sort of way. So quieting the noise, you know, is basically going to eliminate that noise, shut off the, shut off the TV, shut off the devices and go outside and, you know, enjoy nature if you can, honestly, because that is going to give you better control of like what you're putting into your brain. Because even if you're surrounding yourself, you know, quieting the noise can go into surrounding yourself, whatever environment you're in or whatever you're putting into your body. I mean, I, like what I tell you about, you know, my past party days, in order for me to quiet the noise, I had to stop drinking basically because I was caught up in this party environment. So quieting the noise is actually separating yourself from the toxicity. And then from there, you know, you need to open your mind. So that's step three. So opening your mind basically is allowing uh, the thoughts to come into your head, allowing to get in touch how you feel. So if you're taking the time each and every day to kind of evaluate how you're feeling, you know, and I keep a daily journal. And the reason why I do that is I write how I'm feeling every day, you know, so then I can realize what I need to correct. Because if you're, if you're not slowing down and quieting the noise, how are you going to learn how you're actually feeling on the inside of what you need to correct? So from there, you know, it's like about correcting or even relearning. So opening your mind is opening your mind to something new, to something different. So when I got to, I think that's almost the most important part of, you know, the whole process that I've created, because that is going to actually change. That is going to be the major step that's going to change your life because you're going to allow you're going to you're not going to let something that you know you've been doing continue to define you you're opening your yourself to doing something different to thinking a different way and then from there once you kind of take a hold of you know this change in your life say you know say hey you want to start going to the gym or you want to go vegan say and you're opening your mind to to veganism you know and you're starting to like oh okay how can i thrive in this well, the, the way you're going to thrive in it is to simplify things. And that's step four, simplify. Because if you're not making it sustainable for your lifestyle, you are basically going to set yourself up to fail. So when I say simplify, it means like taking the time to plan ahead, you know, taking the time to know like what is what may, might make you fail, you know? So it's like, okay, well, if you know you're too tired, you know, later in the day, to uh, actually work out, set yourself up to work out in the morning, get up an hour extra earlier, 
you know? So it's like about planning ahead. If you know that you're going to grab something, um, you know, bad to eat at this point in time, you know, when, whenever you're out, whenever we return back to normal life, you know, if you know you're going to grab something bad to eat when you're, you know, away from, you know, the office or when you're out and about, plan ahead and, and, and make yourself that meal. And then simplifying could even go further into like, creating meals that aren't going to take you all day. You know, whenever I create a meal, it's, you know, five, five ingredients, five to seven ingredients, 10 minutes or less to make. And I'm super satisfied. It's about knowing what satisfies you. I think that's a, that's a main thing, but yeah, so it's slow down, quiet the noise, open your mind and simplify. Wow. Um, and I, and I think that could be applied to, to all of our lives in some sort of way with whatever change you're trying to me make. And I think, if you're taking that time each and every day, utilizing those things, you're gonna you're gonna build um, not only great habits, but I believe you're gonna build uh, you're gonna open yourself up to really building an emotional connection to the change. Because I believe if you're not going to actually care about changing and you're not connected to it in a greater scale, then you're gonna fail. I mean, I, I'm sorry to say that, but you can't change you know, if, unless you really want to, you're not going to change because someone else is going to make you or anything like that. That's what I've learned. And I think for me, why it was so easy to go like vegan and make all these changing changes is because I was able to really open myself up to form like an emotional connection to the change. And I think that's, that's something that people overlook in, uh, you know, making them, I guess, thrive with change, honestly. And uh, I highly suggest these tips. I, 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 I highly suggest these tips to kind of like help you, uh, you know, open yourself up in that way. I love what you said about making an emotional connection to the change, because especially when this doesn't arise organically, like you watched films that made you want to change, but lots of times people's doctors say, you know, it's Lipitor or eat plants. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so something else kind of pushes them in, into something. And this idea of really embracing that change, I, I love it. Because we're as humans, I think we're programmed to not be real fond of change. Mm -hmm. And yet when it's this kind of self-motivated change or a change that we can make self-motivated, we really can establish that emotional I love that. So, so let's say your your four um, steps once again, and we'll put these in the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net as well. Slow down, quiet the noise, open your mind, and simplify. Oh my gosh, that's gorgeous. So that covers a lot of the inner, but you're also a certified personal trainer. You mm -hmm. also got the fitness thing happening, and right now. People want to know how to stay fit when they can't get to the gym. <laughs> and, you know, my, my daughter is an aerialist and circus performer and her show was canceled. So she's up in Vermont with her in-laws. Like, we can't go do aerial silks. What are we going to do? So what do we do? Oh, my. It's, it's funny because uh, one, one of the guys I coach, he... Um, he messaged me, I think it was, you know, two days ago. And he was like, I need to, I need to, to have a call tonight, emergency. And I was like, you know, and this is through text. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, my gym closed. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I was like, first off, calm down. 
um, I think I, I think people, you know, the best way I put it to him is we we are we get so used to to having a comfortable gym and we used to going to the gym and you know getting out of our house and then actually having classes and people telling us what to do all the time that you know really takes out the thinking. But you know I I'm a big believer in uh, mobility movements. You know I I think you know running is 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 a great exercise that is underrated for a lot of people i actually ran yesterday and i'm not a big runner by any means i actually ran yesterday 2 miles and um you know and it was amazing because it, you know at right now we are all locked in our houses so i think that almost is the number one best thing you could be doing for yourself is getting out and going for a run even if you're not a big runner go for a long walk it it, it really the key to, the key in my head to actually achieving your fittest self is really having a lot of movement. So taking breaks, you know, if you're if you're actually working from home, setting yourself up to take breaks every every like you know hour or an hour and a half to get up and walk around to keep your body active in certain ways, and you should be doing that even even at the office. If you kind of want and you know a little bit of a beyond workout other than you know, going for a run, you know, I highly suggest getting a yoga mat. There's plenty of great apps, you know, to do some stretching. A, um, there's, there's one that's called Aptive, A-A-P-T-I-V. Um, that will actually, it allow you to type in what you have, like equipment wise. Oh, wow. It'll create a workout for you, which is really great. Um, but I think like a, a couple really good tools um, to, you know, really forming your own like gym would be like getting some like mini bands, um, getting a kettlebell possibly. Um, and uh, even like for guys, especially a, a pull up bar. And I mean, w women can do it as well. I mean, I think I'm a I'm a very, very back to basics kind of guy where I do a lot of, um, you know, just core work. So I do push-ups, I do pull-ups, I do planks. I, I almost I almost actually uh, do planks every day. I go on my Instagram channel and I do it live and I give people the opportunity to ask me questions. So uh, and, and, and I and I am trying to encourage more people to plank because it's such a good exercise. It's literally and it doesn't take any weights, but it's so good for your core and everyone, you know, is complaining about their lower back pain and, and you know and then most of the americans suffer from it but that's from sitting sitting down all day and uh planks are a really good exercise uh for your lower back and just for your core because that's where you that's the strength that holds your body up and um so yeah so planks pull-ups push-ups mini bands are great kettlebells are great and like i said if you can get any of that stuff and all that stuff is really cheap you know, on Amazon and you don't even have to leave the house to go to the store to get it. You know, I bought many bands, I think for under $10. Uh, I think, I know you can get a pull-up bar for, you know, that goes to your, uh, connects to your door, uh, above your door. And, uh, I think that's like $20 and the kettlebell is like 10 or $20. So, you know, you can really get a good home gym for, for, you know, under $50. And, uh, most people are paying that anyways to, you know, go to, an actual gym and do classes and stuff per month. So, so the, I, 
The okay. pull-up bar that goes over your door, does it actually attach to the door frame or do you have to have tools and stuff? No, I know it actually just goes to the top of the door flame, frame so you can take it on and off. So it's really, oh, really, wow. yeah. So I've been, I, I, I've actually been using one of those for like over 10 years now. It's just such a great thing for, for the have at the home, honestly, because it kind of eliminate, I mean, pull-ups are one of the best exercises you can be doing. And then another great thing that I love is uh going on a on a bike ride honestly uh who doesn't love a bike ride and especially if you live in a in a nice beautiful uh weather area i'm i'm fortunate to be in florida right now during this uh, this whole crisis but um you know i highly suggest you know just getting out of your house and if you can connect with nature because that's going to mm. be that's going to be something that really keeps you not only physically fit if you go do something outside but uh, mentally fit and yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm about. Like, you know, my, my fittest hour is about being fit for life, you know, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, you know, physically, all, everything combined, you know, and that's, that's and that, and that's going to do it for you. If you, if you get out and just separate, separate yourself from the noise, you know, mm. that's, that's the thing. Well, my, my dog and I are going, it's not called rock climbing when you don't have the belt and the big rocks. We're going to climb rocky hills <laughs> where you get to use your hands and feet up in Marcus Garvey Park up here in Harlem. Wonderful yeah. for just climbing. My dog is a great climber. Uh, we do that sometimes. Today we will add on cleaning his feet when we get back. You know, some things uh, get uh, a little bit modified for this. Let me ask you a plank question. So yeah. how long... Do you do planks and how long should civilians do planks? Oh, okay. Well, first off, I I can do a plank probably <laughs> for like five minutes straight. Um, but I most people that, you know, well, I actually when I first started doing the planking, I I would invite guests. And I still if people want to get on with me as a guest, and I let them I say, hey, just let me know before and then I'll I'll do the guest, you know, challenge. And most people, you know, they're not used to planking. So most people will only be able to plank, you know, maybe 30 seconds to a minute. But the thing is, it's about doing something. And I, and I believe you have to start somewhere. So even if you can only do 30 seconds, you know, why don't you do it for 30 seconds, take a minute break, and then do it again. And then if you, you know, and do about four to six sets of that. And, it's, and you're going to build yourself up over time. But, you know, like we have to realize, like, Every every time we try to do something new, there's going to be a starting point, and we just have to just try to try to top ourselves. I mean, we're not in competition. You, you guys aren't in competition with me. You guys are. We're all in competition with beating ourselves, and that's what's great about fitness. You know, it's like it's really about a mental battle against yourself, and mm. uh, and it's in, it's honestly a never-ending battle too, which is amazing because you can just keep yielding so much more and challenging yourself in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, for people that like to, to do different different things and, and go crazier with it, that's great. But I believe in order just to stay fit, it's really just about moving your body, you know? And I think I, I think people, people look at it like they have to spend hours and hours in the gym to yield the, the results they want. But in my opinion, if you focus on the diet, and I'm, a, I'm all about the bigger piece of the puzzle here. If you focus on eating a healthy diet, then 
you eliminate having to spend all that time in the gym. I go to the gym now as enjoyment. I don't think I need to go to the gym to keep myself physically fit in, 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 a, in a sort of way to where I'm going to gain weight because I know I'm eating the good stuff, you know? So I think, and it's not about counting calories. It's not about all that. It's about just putting the good things in your body. And in my opinion, it's the plant-based whole foods. Oh, amen. Now, I love connecting people. And if this were a normal time where I could say, oh, my gosh, you're in South Florida. Do you know Ellen Jaffe Jones, who was also in South Florida? So Ellen Jaffe Jones wrote Vegan Fitness for Mortals. And she does at her uh, presentations or live presentations, what you do online, she challenges people to join her for planks. So yeah. if you're still down there when we can socialize again, yeah. you guys should get together and do a plank challenge. And I'm not going to tell you how many times she's gone around the sun, but she's got you beat by a couple of years. And that would be a really interesting plank right. challenge. I would, I would love to. That sounds great to me. Well... It's wonderful to connect good people, and we'll just connect online now and in person later. So in our last few minutes here, Philip, one of the other things that you, that you are involved in is, is activism. So what are your causes, and, and what do you like doing for the world? Okay. Um, well, A, I like to, first off, you know, use my, my vegan model platform on social media to really just share... Um, share brands that are, you know, that are really doing and giving back to the environment and, and doing well for the world. I like to share causes, anything that's like going to be, you know, environmentally friendly. I've used my platform for and, and shown how it's affected my life by using these products or different things like that. But to, to take it a step further, I do some work for the Our Children's Earth Foundation. They're a great nonprofit. Um, and I help, you know, basically i their their whole their whole kind of nonprofit is based around you know connecting people and making them knowledgeable about you know the thing different things in our environment that we can do and i connected with them uh, about 2 years ago and i i'm just a, basically a, a teacher for them of sustainability and uh, i like to share tips anything that can help people kind of lead um, better lives for the the planet and uh, do you have okay Oh, I was just going to say, do you have some surprising tips for us? I mean, our listeners already know that we're not supposed to be eating animal foods, but uh, anything a little bit unusual we could do for the environment that we might not know about yet? Um, I don't know. I just think it's like uh, taking, I mean, A, if you want to eliminate plastic, obviously, I think it's just uh, the single-use plastics. I would, I would highly suggest focusing on that. Um, as far as uh, making making uh, products. I, I create almost all my own products. I make toothpaste, mouthwash, and there's only there's only like a couple ingredients. Basically, baking soda and coconut oil and peppermint oil. Um, and I I think you can literally Google any of these things, and it's great because you're eliminating chemicals from your life. Um, you're eliminating plastic from the planet. I mean, there's so much, honestly. I, I look at one thing of my life each time and I'm like, all right, how can I do this in a better way? And I think that's the best way to focus on it is like, hey, uh, look at one area of your life, one thing at a time. It doesn't have to be overwhelming where you're you're trying to solve everything and fix yourself. Like I just made um, bread yesterday, for example. So I made bread. It's 
look at look at <laughs> I mean from a health standpoint and from a I guess a money saving standpoint and for a plastic standpoint you're you're saving you're saving because it cost me a dollar to make a nice artesian loaf of bread <laughs> it's only like whole wheat flour water and yeast and it you know it's it's basically the best ingredients you can possibly have for yourself so there's just like little things like that i'm actually going to grow microgreens uh i just ordered seeds so i'm going to grow microgreens um down here it only takes seven to 14 days uh so yeah there's just so many different things i i wish i had like a whole episode to share because i could teach like uh either recipe or anything you know one thing after another but all you have to do is go to uh the vegan model my page every post that i make it has some sort of value to it because i don't just post the post i post with value i want to share i want to share the knowledge that i've gained and i want you know that to, to help others and inspire them in any way possible. Oh, that is so cool. Well, everybody needs to go to your website, myfittesthour.com. And because you mentioned microgreens, I do want to do a shout out to our good friend, Mark Bronstein and his classic book, Microgreen Garden. So if microgreens scare you, if you're like, okay, I can grow sprouts in a guard, jar, but microgreens are almost like gardening. Yeah, they're not that hard. Uh, microgreen garden, they, terrific one. They, they seem simple. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to uh, dive into it. I actually just got the seeds before we hopped on here, so I will be planting them after this, probably. So, well, then if, you know you're already a super person, and you're going to be a superhero once you're doing the microgreens. <laughs> I, I have to put my Captain Planet costume on for that, though. That that, I, that I hop in too often. <laughs> Well, that'll be good. So Philip Anthony Mangan. So find him, everybody, at MyFittestHour.com, on Facebook, MyFittestHour, and on Instagram at the underscore vegan model and at MyFittestHour. And we'll have all that on the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net. So I'm just going to close the way I opened. All shall be well and all shall be well. And all manner of things shall be well. Hmm. Julian of Norwich, somebody to get to know if you're looking something for something to read during this time at home. Getting to know a medieval vegetarian female mystic. How cool is that? Take care, everybody. God bless. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.